We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. And honestly, right now is still a great time to book a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Cruise Line or any other type of vacation because you're going to need it. She does all the work. She has saved us tons of money on numerous vacations. We love working with Michelle. You will too. Her email is in the show notes. So let her know that you're ready for a vacation. Now on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney slash Universal today, Doug. Yes, Universal. We, we're uh, heading north. We are, from except parks, yeah. I am kind of sad because mm-hmm. today, if... You know, 2020 wasn't happening the way it was. You mm-hmm. and I would be on a plane. Actually, no. Probably we would be, be there. in the parks right now, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, enjoying Walt Disney World for our Rope Drop radio trip with our listeners and our Patreons and other friends. And wow. I am really sad with the world right now, and it is not happening. No, we are not there, sadly, sadly. Sadly, we are not. So that's a tease for next week's episode when Doug and I do a mock trip report yes. and discuss. We have other things we're going to talk about too, but uh, that that's just a tease for next week. All the fun we never had. And and wish we did at this point because Disney, Universal, SeaWorld at this point sound better than uh, what we have going on right now. Sitting at home, twiddling our fingers and everything else so moving on moving on a good thing though doug we do have another patreon so welcome to the rope drop radio community bhg i don't know what that stands for i have a lot of ideas maybe you can come up with it but honestly no matter what we're glad you're part of our community and we love all of our patreons who we've done uh, some fun, like, live Zooms. Uh, there's free uh, bonus episodes, not free, bonus episodes, swag, and a lot of great things in that Patreon group. Yep, lots of different fun levels. Go uh, check out the names of the level. Uh, BHG is a Dole Whip level patron. So that's riveting. You know, Doug, I'm now realizing we should have made the Dole Whip the highest level because people really like Dole Whip now. We should Although the highest level is Ohana bread pudding. Which is so, the best thing. Right, that's the topper to end all meals. That's true. It's the end all be all. So Man, I when I get back to Disney, Doug, I am going to destroy some Ohana's bread pudding. We, if if I get an Ohana reservation and they bring like one, I'll immediately say, and one for me. Yes. Amen. Whoever is listening to this right now, uh, hashtag... I want some bread pudding, and we will get that going right now because I think we all do. So, oh, now I'm hungry, Doug. Thanks. Now yep. I don't even know what we're talking yep. about anymore. Uh, it's time for Apple Podcast Reviews. Yes, the review right. time. So thank you to everybody that's been leaving them. We got a nice little boost. That's awesome. We're Solar so close to 250, and that's our goal, 250 for by the time the parks open up again. But Okay, I yep. think we can do that. Right, I think guys? we can. So you guys got to help us out. All right, so a uh, written review is titled Magical by Sorcerer Andy, who is the cast member we interviewed a couple weeks ago. So the feeling is absolutely magical. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I am so humbled and honored to have been a guest on your amazing show, Rope Drop Radio 210, cast member interview with Andy. 
Everything about the show is wonderful and magical at the same time. Amazing topics, questions, and so much more, all Disney-related. Another big thanks to the amazing hosts, Derek and Doug. Thank you both for being awesome, doing what you do, and making so many happy and bringing smiles to people's faces. We get a mouse emoji, and it says, oh boy, aw pal, but I'm pretty sure That was Mickey Mouse tone, yeah. I I can't do it. You did not do it. We learned on the Patreon show. Yes, we um, did. I don't think I'm allowed to even try again. Disney will sue you the next time you try to do uh, a Mickey Mouse impression. For just, yeah, destroying their IP. So if you want to hear that, you got to become a Patreon. That was a great episode with Ryan Wiley as well. So check that out. Goofy and Mickey had a full-on conversation in that Patreon show. It was great. So do we want to talk a little bit of Disney news real quick, Doug, before we jump into Universal? Let's do it. Here's the Disney news that we didn't get covered on our bonus episode because they waited a few days to tell us. Basically, if you have ADRs already scheduled through like your Thanksgiving trip and Fast Passes booked for later this summer, even though the parks are open, Disney has deleted them. They basically are burning it all to the ground and starting from scratch with the reservation system. So right now, nobody has a Fast Pass, nobody has ADRs. ADRs are now going to be made 60 days in advance, and there is no Fast Pass. So let me say that again. There is no Fast Pass as of right now. We don't know when it will be back or how it will be back. No one knows, I imagine. It will be back. Don't hit the total panic button. Also, the other big news is no dining plants. So I think, and that's through September of 2021. Now, the reason that date's on there is because they had already sold them to British customers through that date. So that's how that date got picked. And so that way they got rid of them all and can, when they decide to bring it back, they bring it back for everyone at the same time um, so that they're not still like slowly rolling that out. So don't, don't freak out about the September 2021 too much that's not like oh, they know something we don't about the world that's just that's how far out they have sold dining plans to the british population uh they haven't sold anything for 2021 to the u.s yet that's coming in a few weeks hopefully though later in june so the big things are right now the whole system is down you are unable to book or modify your travel agent can't do it you can't do it nobody can do it okay and that's for walt disney world and 2021 is still not out. As soon as 2021 comes out, hit up your travel agent, give Michelle a call, and get going on your 2021 plans. Um, you know, support the people that support podcasting, basically. I said that on Facebook the other day, and I think that's a good thing. So no fast passes in the near future. No ADRs. Make them 60 days in advance. They're turning Disney World into Disneyland, essentially. Yeah, and, and everything's changing, so who knows by the time this comes out or in a couple of weeks what we're going to talk about, but uh, let's hope, Doug, hope that things can get turned over quickly and that the parks can resume somewhat normal uh, pretty quick, but I lost an Ohana breakfast. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. You worked that's, really hard to find that, too. I did, I did, so R.I.P. that, I'm, I'm just, that's it, it's off the, we're going to get to Universal, but I just had to make that known. Ohana character breakfast hadn't done it yet. Got eaten away, and yeah, that's and, that, and now I'm gonna mourn for a minute. And that's a character meal, so I'm not sure it's gonna be there when you want. Oh, it I there. know. I'm well aware. I'm. I'm. Yes. 
We don't know yet. We, we don't, don't know we anything. said for sure anything. I mean, we're talking fur characters there, so maybe by November we're seeing fur characters. Maybe you're not allowed to hug them. Maybe you get to walk past them. We don't know. We'll as find soon out. As we're able to, uh, my daughter said, as soon as we're able to start hugging people, she's going to hug everyone. Whether you're a character, whether you're in the parks, watch out. There's going to be a little redhead who's ready to be done with this COVID stuff, and you are going to get touched or something. She hugged everybody already. Yeah, this has got to be really hard on her. It it really is. That's a whole show in itself. But Doug, let's talk about some positive news. Yes. Universal Studios said, screw it. We're opening before Disney and uh, they're getting right here to go. And with that, we are excited to welcome on a Universal team member to talk more about what's going on with reopening. So welcome to Rope Drop Radio, Justin. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for coming. A, actually, a welcome back. You were on a little bonus episode live from the park from the Rise of the Resistance morning. Um, we happen to be next to each other a whole lot, and I uh, chatted with you, so you can find Justin there. So welcome back, and um, let's start with you, Justin, just filling in the rope droppers, a little bit of your background. All right, guys. Well, I'm originally from Agawam, Massachusetts, up north. I just moved down here to UCF for theme park management with a minor in sports business. Back home, I worked three years at Six Flags New England, beginning as a deep water lifeguard. Then I became a rides attraction attendant. And then I worked my way up becoming a rides team lead up there. So that was really, really cool. I ended up working on Superman the Ride, which actually won a bunch of golden tickets for being the top roller coaster in the country. So that was a lot of fun. Great ride for efficiency, great hands-on experience. And once I moved down, I wanted to get into the theme parks as quickly as possible and picked up the first position I could find, which was at Universal's Volcano Bay as a lifeguard. So that's where we are now. The goal is to keep moving up, whether it's within Disney or Universal. Love to work my way up to the, between the theme park attractions industry. No matter where that leads me, I think Orlando is going to be the home for me with all the parks in the area. Doug, would you actually do any ride at Six Flags roller coaster? No. Nope, I knew you wouldn't. No. I don't even have to think. I'm... No. Do they come with vomit bags, Justin? No, they definitely don't, but my job was to clean up after it, and that definitely happened a bunch. So <laughs> oh my God. Out, they're there for you. Know your limits, people. Know your limits. That's that's what I do. I try not to make the mess for you. No protein spills by me at Disney World yet. I'm trying to keep it that way. Let's go on to the topic, what everyone is wondering about. What is the plan for Universal to reopen? So over the last two days, Universal was open for team members only on Monday. And today it was actually Tuesday. It was team members and one of their guests allowed to go ahead and try to boost up that crowd, make a bunch more people in the park to see how the park would handle it. To my surprise, Universal handled it absolutely amazing. I believe in my own opinion, City Walk, when it opened a couple weeks ago, already did a really good job with the stickers, social distancing and enforcing the mask policies, starting off with only a few hours of operation. I just think the way Universal handled it was awesome, and it was truly a theme park enthusiast dream yesterday. With less than a couple thousand people in the park, I never waited more than five minutes, even for Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. So, wow. You know, yeah. That's pretty, usually like an hour at least wait, so five minutes, that's great. Hagrid's is the equivalent of Flight of Passage over at Animal Kingdom right now, ever since it opened over the summer. Now, what days? Uh, they have some uh, annual pass previews. For a couple days, the show comes out on Thursday, recording on Tuesday. So we got a couple annual pass previews. And then what day do they open to the public? 
June 5th, Universal's opening its gates to the public. I believe they're opening 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Islands of Adventure in Universal Orlando and 10 to 5 at Universal's Volcano Bay. Okay, so all three parks opening the same time. And do you know about the resorts, which ones are open or not open, and how they're handling transportation? I believe as of June 2nd, all the resorts except the Portofino Bay and Universal's Endless Summer are opening up to guests. And even today when I was leaving CityWalk, I saw them testing out some of those boats that bring guests mm. to the hotel. So that was nice to see that movement going again in the water. Hadn't been going for a lot of time at CityWalk, so it was really, really nice. Those boats are actually efficient, unlike Disney's boats over at Beach Club and Yacht Club. Because when we stayed at Portofino, I was like, I'm not taking a boat. I can walk twice as fast as a boat. So my wife's like, all right, fine. They'd already been there for three days. I showed up for the last day. And then they beat me by a lot by taking the Always boat. listening to Michelle. I think that's the moral of the whole podcast, Michelle. Well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So with the closure, my wife and kids lost out on their three days at Universal because uh, they were supposed to actually switch over to Universal on that Tuesday right after they, they closed. So they're, they're, uh, they're feeling it this week as watching it reopen. That's no, no doubt. So you kind of alluded to the, the um, first time back in the parks. What was it like following the new rules at the park? So the new rules in the park – actually went over really really well those six feet apart distance markers on the ground there's only one type of those at universal all over property i know disney springs has showcased a bunch of different types of stickers a couple kind of confusing but universal has these one thin strip that is going to be black and white lines saying stand here not stand in between here or do not stand here it's going to be lines separating that and i believe they're all eight feet or more apart they have them staggered in the queue, so no one's going to even be standing next to each other in some of those switchbacks. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. The consistency sounds like a really good thing. I've seen a lot of pictures from Shanghai with, like, so many different sticker styles. It's like each department got to make up their own, and they're all different, which Disney is notorious for the left hand not meeting the right hand. It's really hard to clap. But Universal's all got the same. That's awesome to hear. How about the um, the mask? rule how is that going so the mask rule they have team members going all around the park and forcing that honestly with the addition of going on attractions going on roller coasters again for the first time in months after a couple rides i completely forgot it was on my face i truly thought with the florida heat and all the rain the sweat all of that that it'd be bothering me all day but just that benefit of being able to go on all the attractions and the parks being open it was definitely something easy to put up with all the team members have them on. Some of them even have them themed to their costumes, which is pretty cool. But pretty much everybody was complying with that all around CityWalk and both of the parks, and they stayed on all the rides. I was really interested to see if they would fly off of some of the faster <laughs> Didn't yeah. even think about that one. They all stayed on, even on the Incredible Hulk. See, that's the thing. I, I don't care that I have to wear a mask as long as I'm in the parks. That's all I want to do. I will wear full PPE gear. I'll wear, Doug, whatever you wear to be a dentist as long no, as I'm... I, I, I would... No, never mind. I guess I don't know no, what you all wear. I would draw a line at, at a certain point. The mask, great. The full PPE, no, you would... I would die of heat stroke in what I'm wearing. Right I now. just want to be in the parks. And like I said, I don't care if it's universal Disney sea world at this point, I will go to my local water park. Uh, as long as I, I can do that and take the kids and get them out of the house. So, uh, it's good to hear that the masks 
weren't that big of a challenge. Do you feel like guests are going to complain or are they going to be like me and just like, screw it, we'll do it, we'll be in there? I think it'll go a lot of both ways, actually. I think there's definitely some of us people that love theme parks and will do whatever it takes to open up as quick as possible. But then I think that there's always going to be those people that are just a little bit upset about it or saying that this is ruining the experience. If you were it the right way and it's not in your eyes and anything, it really shouldn't be affecting anything other than your breathing. I don't know too many people that think about their breathing when they're enjoying the experiences that they have to offer at Disney or Universal. So it really, really wasn't too bad. What kind of mask do you have? What's it? What is it made out of? I have no idea what mine is made <laughs> out of. But one of the nicest things about Universal, unlike Disney Springs, which I was really surprised about, when I came in without having one, unfortunately mine flew off in my car right off my, my rear view mirror. So I went to the park and I said, is there anything I could do? At the time, the kiosk to buy masks, which they have to do there at Universal right before going between the security check, they actually had someone hand me a mask at the temperature screening. So that was a free mask they gave me, one of the really generic ones, but that was a really nice thing that they had to offer there for me. So like a generic surgical mask? Yeah. Not a cloth one? No, just a generic uh, surgical one. All the team members' masks that I've seen have all been those cloth ones. And the lifeguards over at Volcano Bay, they have this nice mesh one that goes over your neck and you just pull it up over your face, which is really nice. See, I think those will be nice for the heat because you can get those wet and cool off too and keep your neck cool. I'm wondering, as a, as a team, I almost said cast member, as a team member with Universal, what kind of additional training and challenges and changes have you experienced uh, getting ready to reopen? So I know we have every team member having to go back through a retraining process just to re-familiarize everybody with their area, their tasks and duties and stuff. For my particular job, I had to go in seven hours one day before the park was even open to go over all of our new procedures such as social distancing, where we're going to clean things, how we're going to clean things, and how to respond to guests having to understand all these new processes which is escalated wait times because we're taking all those necessary precautions and stuff like that. Do they explain why they're doing the things or just explaining this is what we're doing? Do they give you a good understanding behind it? During my personal session, we had a nice sit down and we talked all about what the Orlando mayor, what the state, the CDC, the the WHO had to say. All of those guidelines that they had sent in, even from the American Red Cross, it was all combination of all that stuff. Tons of papers for our supervisor to go over But everybody got that same understanding. This is why we do it. This is how we're going to do it. And this is the reason we're going to do it, which is to get everybody back into the park. Because truly, like the reason this podcast is so successful, everybody needs that escape. And right now with the parks reopening, it's so beneficial to everybody. Even if some are really timid to go out of the house, just having it as an option again, providing jobs, providing the opportunity to a vacation. It's it's just a really good thing for the economy and just for general happiness of the workers and the visitors. Oh, that's that's good. You nailed it right there. Love yeah. it. I think you follow all the guidelines. It can be done safely. As and you just gotta keep enforcing it. Do you? Is there anything in the protocol that you see now after a couple of days in the park that you might see a change on the horizon? Like, oh, we might need to tweak this to help guests mm-hmm. on this front. Something like that. One of the particular ones was on the Hogwarts Express, which can accommodate up to eight Oh, yeah, ones. you're packed kind of closely in those cars. And in all of those uh, scenarios so far, I've been on it three times. They've actually only grouped you with your individual group, who you're going in with. So you're never going to be paired with anybody else. But while inside of that cabin, 
you're, you have to keep your mask on. But okay. I could see that as being one of the things that changes. Another thing I could see changing, another measure I can go ahead and talk about Universal doing, is they're boarding every other row on all of their attractions. So whether it's one, three, and five, or rows two and four, they're separating those guests. So let's say you have a group of five. That's going to be in, a, in the cars, let's say the Revenge of the Mummy, which is seated four by four for three rows, four rows. If you have a group of five, you can space them out however you want, twos and threes or four and one, in rows one and two, but then row three has to be shut off and only row four can be used. So capacity is going to be a huge problem all over the parks depending on how big group sizes are. And then the problem with single riders, with all those lines being closed at Shanghai and then all, of, all over Universal, we have no single rider lines right now. So just managing group sizes right now and the space in between seats and rows. Like right now, if you have a single rider and you're going on Kong, you're going to have that whole row for yourself, which can have up to six, seven people in it. Oh, man, um, it might be nice being a single rider all of a sudden, Doug. And stretch out. Yeah. I, I do wonder how long that's going to last because... I can just see it now. Capacity cannot go back to 100% for who knows how long. So have we talked about how many people can fill uh, the parks or even Volcano Bay? And I'm just, I'm imagining the Lazy River alone. Like, So what does capacity look like right now? So I don't have any numbers to share for any of the parks right now. I do know every single park is going to start out very, very low and work our way up. Just the way that Universal handled the very light crowds yesterday and then the moderate today, they handled it pretty pretty perfectly, honestly. I didn't see anybody complaining. Everybody got on every single line, and I think the addition of these virtual lines, which I don't have too much experience with, I only used one today. I think virtual lines, if you're able to have multiple of them, whether it's going to be at Universal or Disney, if they do allow multiple virtual lines, you're going to be able to have one on one side of the park and the other on the other. And you're just going to be able to walk from one side to the other, always moving, so no stopping, which would be really, really helpful. Yeah, the the virtual lines could be kind of a game changer. How's how are they going to handle the social distancing in the pools, in the lazy river, and that sort of stuff over at Volcano Bay? I already don't like swimming right next to people anyway, Doug. So hopefully this is good. Been social distancing before it was been cool trying there. that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely have some more experience when I work this week as I haven't worked yet. I only attended as a guest during one of the previews this week. It really wasn't too busy. Fortunately, all of the water is chlorinated very well. We maintain that really good at Universal's Volcano Bay. Extra chlorine right now. <laughs> yes, and it's been proven. They told us as many times yep. they were that this coronavirus cannot spread, cannot grow, cannot be transmitted through water. So all of this chlorinated water, if you're in it, you're basically sanitizing yourself mm-hmm. over again every attraction so we are spraying down the handles for sure on every one of the boat rides or any of our tubes which is definitely really nice extra positions for sanitary reasons all over the park including our life jackets well speaking of sanitary i've been wondering this question since this all started are we seeing hand sanitizer stations everywhere are they just popping up like like kids out of the ground type of thing you are seeing hand sanitizer absolutely everywhere i knew it before you board your car, before you get into the row, as soon as you get off the ride, you are hand sanitizing it, and your hands are going to feel it at the end of the day. My hands already feel it. I can't use anymore. I'm more concerned about why kids are popping out of the ground for Derek. What I don't know. I was I was trying to get an analogy <laughs> out of that. Uh, we're on the fly, but yeah. uh, I was thinking what it went was Lord of the Rings, dwarves oh. popping out of the ground. Yeah. That's where my brain went because okay. we just watched that. 
uh, and so sorry, but never mind. <laughs> Someone got that reference listening I, to the show right make now. Make fun of me if you did, yeah. And yeah. and thank you. So, but yes, a lot of hand sanitizer. They'll be clean. Between the masks and the hand sanitizer, feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, and the major way it spreads is through the air, and so you need good uh, circulation of air. And most of the things, the attractions are big, open space. You're not in a lot of small and closed spaces on any of the attractions really are you i mean spider-man's big and open even though you're in a little vehicle what what attraction might be the most enclosed at universal i can't really think of one out of all the rides i've been on over the last two days but going off that point i felt completely safe at every single moment oh, i love it everybody else that i've talked to and i know we are all team members and we all want to say Universal's doing good and this and that but i will be completely honest about absolutely everything the experience has been just really, really, really good and never really in closed spaces where I felt, oh, if I touched that, someone else might have touched that because those high touch surfaces, they have extra team members out there wiping them down all the time. You see people going ahead and disinfecting the ride cars as soon as you get off of them at the exit location. So really, really good. No really enclosed spaces other than that cabin on Hogwarts Express. Yeah, that's a small one. Yep. That that would be one. I don't know what the air circulation is like in there that I, I guess if you are concerned, that would be about the only thing I can think of with a little bit of pause because the people before you were breathing in it and then you got to get in it. That would be about the only thing. But if everybody is doing what they're supposed to do and leaving the mask on, it, it should be very effective because it really does help um, from spreading. It, it really is significant. So, um what about dining? Are they doing mobile order and that sort of stuff there? Yes, I've definitely noticed that a lot more. One of the locations that I noticed it at was Burger Diggs up in the Jurassic Park area. Mm-hmm. Instead of going up and waiting in that line at the counter for that quick service, they actually had a host meet you out front, bring you to an open table, and they all have those socially distanced apart. And then they instructed you. They have places on the table with information on how to use the mobile app. So mobile ordering is definitely going to be the new big thing in all of the theme parks. And one of the things I've noticed just with Disney, Universal, and even Six Flags, they're utilizing their mobile apps now more than ever. So those are definitely going to be something that even if you're not planning on going to the theme parks anytime soon, download them on your phone and get used to this just in case this coronavirus pandemic and all these precautions stay around for a long time. Definitely go ahead and do that if you're missing the parks. I remember playing around on the My Disney app with no idea when I was going to the parks next when I lived far away. We all do that. Every Disney yeah. fanatic does that to look at wait times. I'm going to follow up because uh, the dining thing is great, but what about the snacks? Like, this is something I've been wondering about. The Dole Whip stand, I mean, there's like 38 Dugs just standing there passing whatever virus they have. But I'm thinking Universal, I wait in line for, I have no idea how long for Butterbeer with like 100 of my closest friends. How are they with, especially these, I'll call them uh, e-ticket snacks, how are they mm-hmm. going to, because uh, you can't order ahead real well, how are they going to be handled the social distancing with that? So far around the parks, they have those six-foot socially distanced markers on the ground, so the lines are pretty long separating the people. One of the things I've noticed is that you're going to be ordering in one location, and then you're going to have to walk six feet apart to the other side of the location to go ahead and pick up that beverage. Something like that type of process. So they're That's keeping crazy. everybody distance every time that you use your credit card inside the chip device. No matter where you are, even if the person working at the stand is inside and have to walk all the way out the back and all the way around to sanitize that, they are doing that. Mm. So if you guys are going to be using your phone, 
definitely go ahead and use Apple Pay. I know they accept that at a ton of locations. That'd be the quickest, easiest, safest way to do that if you'd like. But they're definitely sanitizing after everything. And those lines for snacks have definitely been long, including butterbeer. So the butterbeer line starts in Seuss Landing. Is that accurate? So it's kinda... it's outside the park. It's... <laughs> it's it's in City Walk. Yep. <laughs> it's Hagrid's Link on opening day. Yep. Yeah, okay. It's just because so, once goes every six feet. Well, just think of the math. There's at least a hundred people. I mean, Dole Whip alone, Doug. I've never seen it under a hundred. That's all I'm... the way to Tomorrowland. I was already do- mobile ordering my Dole Whip. I just stroll on past those suckers standing in line in the sun and pick up my Dole Whip and off Well, you don't I even go. have to mobile order. You got the Doug Dole Whip special. They see you coming. They, they have they it made. They know in the park. They, they schedule a time. They know. They know. They, they're like, oh, Doug's here again, and uh, we better get his Dole Whips ready. Yep. That's Whips, plural. plural. Um, yeah. I, I, to be honest, though, I have never personally used mobile order. Um, it's always just been done for me by Michelle or Alex. I've never, never for myself. I've always been babysat while that I'm is... Disney World, like a child. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You would have been mobile ordering for me today, Derek. I would have been. I love mobile ordering. Mobile it's order. one of my favorite things to do. And you would have ordered for me. It would have been I great. would have. Oh, man, it makes me miss our trip. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh, are all the restaurants open? Or are any of them just, like, closed? Since it's limited capacity... But yet the restaurants are all limited capacity. What what's the shuffle like there? One of the, I was actually really surprised about this. Even during the team member previews, absolutely everything was open. Even if we have some of the Universal fans on here, even the location known as uh, Wimpy's, which is an area over by Popeyes and Bluto's, restaurant almost never open at Universal Islands of Adventure. So having that open was really really cool to see. I think that the reason that they're doing that and opening up every place possible is really spread out all these people. And with the mobile ordering and Universal's new app, you can even just type in a food item that you want, and it'll direct you exactly to where that item is. So that's really, really cool. It's going to spread everybody out. And the more places that are open, the more people that you have in the park, you're just going to be able to spread them out much better. That's right. true. I got to ask, have we heard any rumors, because I know it would be a rumor, about Horror Nights this year? I have heard nothing about Halloween Horror Nights, an event I can't even explain because I love it so much. Never thought that I would. Definitely not up my alley. One of the best times of the year down here in Orlando. Heard absolutely nothing about that. A couple of permits filed here and there you see on social media, but nothing confirmed. No rumors between any team members, cast members, upper management. Very hush-hush, but we're definitely hoping I, for I think it. people are just like, how do you social distance that event? They scare you from a distance. It might be the year for me to go, Derek. Oh, it could be. If that is the case, no one's maybe I can get in, Doug to go. In my face. They're going to just be over Six yonder. Six feet away, at least. I'll go through the the haunted houses with, with a pool noodle to make sure they're not going to scare me any closer, too. Maybe, just for assurance, so I sleep that night. Uh, I, would, I would pay for your ticket if you were going to wear some sort of pool noodle around the whole time to make sure people are six feet away from you. Like... A dozen pool noodles in every direction. Yes, to... I will pay for you absolutely, and uh, our listeners would want to see that, and we would document the whole thing. So I hopefully, how fast it... security would shut that down. Uh, with all the social distancing, I don't know. There's a lot of weird things right now. I so if you do hear anything, Justin, please let us know because that event and even like Mickey's not so scary. I mean, they're coming up quick. How do you social distance some of those things? I I have well, no especially idea. When it's 
it's you take away the fireworks, the parade, the trick or treating. Is it Mickey's not so scary anymore? I don't know. I don't think so, I'm no. not sure what it is. It's a dance party. Well, no, can't do can't that do that. Either. Damn. Maybe by October the world is a better place. I truly hope so because I don't <sighs> know what else 2020 has in store. The poll right now is uh, aliens come in august so i'm just waiting for that to happen we're due we're due for we're definitely due and if they do we'll have to have one on the show that's for sure i'm sure we can arrange uh, absolutely anyway uh what do we have more for justin before we get I into got oh, a, one more. an important question so Ooh. they say there's limited capacity right any idea how they're going to limit capacity when it opens to the public like people staying on property at a resort room are they going to get preference to get in um, anything like that, do you know, for all three parks or different from park to park? I have no idea whatsoever how they're going to limit people staying on property. But to my knowledge, as of right now, they're not going to be doing the reservation system. I don't know if anything has been released at the time of this podcast being put out. But I definitely don't think Universal is going to go that route the way that Disney's going with the reservations for guests to go in. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. I think that really limits annual pass holders living really close by. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a great topic, though. It, we, we discussed it a little the other day, and, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. I think I, if if the parks hit capacity at Universal, you know, I, I think the people staying on property are the ones that are wanting assurance that they get in is the main thing. You know, like they can roll in at noon type of thing, but you haven't heard anything to that effect. No, nothing like that. No idea how they're going to. My only advice, I have a couple of advice, a couple of yeah, things. Let's get, yeah. If you're going out to the parks, definitely one of the best things you can do is arrive early. Definitely get there early. You mean Be rope patient. drop? I mean rope drop. There we go. I mean, yes. Drop the rope drop. Get Roll there as credits. early as possible. Yes. Definitely arrive early. Be patient. Accommodable of everything taking just a little bit longer because every park is just going to be focused on safety. Safety and sanitization is definitely going to go first. Another thing I noticed that's really helpful is wearing a fanny pack. Wearing a fanny pack, there's no need for a locker for your backpack at Universal. I know Disney doesn't do that, but Universal, a lot of people have to use those lockers, which are definitely high-touch locations. Wearing a fanny pack, you can keep everything inside of I you. I didn't even you think can of wear that. Every attraction, for the most part, other than Hulk and Rip Ride Rocket, worked out perfect for me. I tested it out without wearing a fanny pack. Oh, I'd never do that in my life. Best idea, I'll wear two of the theme parks every single day. I call it a power pack. Do I have to pretend I have tall tube socks on as well to match the fanny pack I wore in the 80s as a child? Do I? I think so. I think you should get a Disney one. How about a rope drop radio fanny pack? Ooh, I like it, Doug. Yeah, you gotta get one. Oh, Nelly sequence and stuff make it sparkly Ooh. and another thing that people can do if you definitely see small groups or just couples two people or one person alone if you feel comfortable i'm not saying definitely walk up and reach out to people making smaller groups to help out that efficiency help out the people that are working trying to sit with people so that one single rider isn't taking up that whole car definitely get to be close enough to be far enough away from everybody else so everybody runs smoothly and lastly just say thank you all the employees at all the parks, once everything opens up, we can't wait to serve everybody. Honestly, it's I been like it. too long for everybody. And just saying thank you to the people working there so you guys can come back 
it truly means the world to literally all theme park employees. So we can't wait to open back up no matter what it takes. However, we're going to do safety, sanitization, anything we have to do to get everybody back into the parks. That's the number one priority. You guys can't see it, but he's got a smile on his face a mile wide right now just thinking about going back to work and having people there. So uh, definitely, I love that. Thank them for uh, just being there so you can have a good time. We all miss the parks. Every one of us do. And so, yeah, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a very important thing. Good, Yeah. Is there an official way to thank a cast member at Universal similar to like Disney where you can do the hashtag and that sort of thing? I truly don't know because I do know we do have cast compliments for Disney cast members on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I don't know for Universal team members. I'm too new to the Universal family. But definitely if you see a manager, you see a lead, anybody like that, definitely point out anybody that's doing a really good job. You're going to see a lot of people going around, even if their only position for the day is wiping down handrails. That's going to be their only thing for the day. And, you know, they're going to do it with a smile on their face to make sure everybody's happy. A smile in their eyes. A smile in their eyes. Yeah. You got to smile with your eyes now. It's it's, uh, It's the eyes are the uh, gateway to the soul. So it means more than a smile with your face anyway. That's important. I I like it. That's right. I work on smiles right now. I I had a, a, a patient that was like broke a front tooth and he's like, I'm not worried because he's wearing a mask everywhere. He's like, I'll wait till this is all over. I'm like, Oh, okay. He's you got a point. I can't argue it. Smile with your eyes. Well, I think that might be a good note to move on. Doug, do you think it's time? I think it's time for the lightning round. All right, Justin, you have made it to the lightning round. This is where you give, give you a bunch of questions you answer with your favorite disney pixar star wars whatever um to universal in. some of them will be disney and universal when we get to attractions that sort of thing okay awesome all right so we're gonna start out with your favorite disney movie favorite disney movie oh that's a really hard one i gotta say i know it's pixar is that okay if it's pixar that's fine yep ah yeah i have to say monsters inc Ooh, huge monsters Oh, I forgot to say this is scored, and there are winners and losers. So good luck. I I failed, Derek. I, it's I okay. Monster that scores well. Monsters, yes. Um, favorite Disney character. This is going to be a very very basic one. Very basic, but it's Pluto. I don't know why Pluto is always there. He's everybody's friend. Never the problem, except in maybe Runaway Railway. He might be a little bit of the problem in that trunk. Oh. Oh, spoiler, spoiler. All right. Uh, I think this is now Michelle's favorite guest. Yeah, Michelle is a Pluto fan. All right, favorite Disney villain? Oh, Maleficent. That's a a a good good one. I mean, it's not last week's answer, but... Bob uh, Chapek, yeah. Yeah, Bob Chapek. Wow. I went Maleficent because we got the parade and Fantasmic. Yeah. Big representation, but wow. All right, favorite Disney song? It's got to be Zippity Doodah. I just can't get it out of my head. I don't know if that counts as a Disney song. Now it's in song. my head. You just yeah. said the title and it's in my head. Good job. Singing. Yep. I'm, I'm on a flume ride, too, as I hear it. I'm also Ooh. getting wet. I don't All know right. you guys, but whenever I think of Zippity Doodah, I always think of the end of that ride when you're waiting to unload, when you're sitting in that little area. No, oh, yeah. I always just think about that little area. The song's always so loud in there. 
the truth of what I actually think about when I hear that song, like it flashes through my memories real quick, is when I actually saw Songs of the South in a movie theater, and I remember thinking, what the heck is this? That That is... Uh, when I was a little kid, I was like, this is weird. This is a whole bonus so, episode, Patreon episode sometime, Doug. We're going to go back sometime. to this. We're going to circle back. Deep memories of Song yes. of the South. Yes. And even as like a five-year-old going, well, this ain't right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, the next one, we'll do Disney and then Universal. Favorite park? Favorite Disney park? I don't know. This is such a tough question because it's got to be between Magic Kingdom and Disney's Hollywood Studios for me. Magic Kingdom is that full day park. You got all of the food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and the nighttime show, which I think is the best show any park's ever made. Yep. That's number yep. one. You can't miss anywhere. And it's got to be Magic Kingdom for that reason. But being a teenager and here in Orlando with all the single rider lines and just place to go with friends, Hollywood Studios with Rise of the Resistance, Runaway Railway. Then you're going to have Smugglers Run, all of Toy Story Land, but Toy Story Mania. And then all the way down at Sunset Boulevard, you have Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Just an all-around thrill park in Orlando. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So you politically answered that by not answering it. Got it. Okay, favorite Universal Park out of the three? Favorite Universal Park. No, no hate to Volcano Bay since I'm working there right now. But definitely Islands of Adventure. And it's very, very close to pushing my number one theme park I've ever been to. Ooh. Wow. Inching yeah. up there with the Magic Kingdom slash yeah. Hollywood Studios. He really oh, didn't answer Marvel. that, did he? Marvel, you can't beat the Incredible Hulk roller coaster. The Spider-Man ride is fantastic. And then mm -hmm. big Harry Potter fan over here. And Hagrid's is possibly one of the top three rides in Orlando. Yeah, we still Good have review. to go on that yet, Derek. I know. I really am bummed about that. I'm. This whole show is making me want to make a Universal trip ASAP. I know. Like... In a week. I right? might call Michelle. You should. All right. Favorite classic attraction? You define classic. Oh, I define classic. And do both Disney and Universal for this one. Disney and Universal. For Disney, it would have to be probably Peter Pan. I don't know why. If Peter Pan doesn't have a line over 60 minutes, if it's anywhere around that 30 to 50 range, love that queue and just love that classic attraction. For nice. Universal, classic attraction, it's gone, but I was a huge Jaws fan. Oh, Jaws. yes. Growing up, I said, I want to work on Jaws or the great movie ride. Those human well. steel, <laughs> they're both gone. Yep. Yeah, for two. A little. Yep. Good yep. try, though. All right. Favorite modern attraction. You define modern. It's a toss-up at Disney between Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage. Rise of the Resistance Q beats flight just barely, and then it's just based on what you're feeling like that for that day. Rise of the Resistance has that thrill. Flight of Passage just has that leisure, amazing experience. So it goes back and forth, but if I had to pick one to ride right now, Flight of Passage. Just because the way I feel getting off that ride, you just feel good inside. You feel like you just went somewhere else and got away. We need that escape right now. I'd love to be in Pandora right now. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, what about uh, Universal? Universal's probably got to be Hagrid's Magical Creature. Ah, I got to go yeah, with it. Uh, not the best queue. Quite long, quite hot in there. Not the best wireless connection in there. Uh -oh. But this ride is going to be seven launches, forward, backwards, drop track, good, com mm. comfortable seating, just a whole family adventure. And I 
I've ridden it six times the last two days. I, I've missed it so much. What's frustrating it, is I have like avoided any spoilers, not watched any of the YouTube videos or anything, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to get on it. And he's that's like seven launches. That's like six too many for me. So I you're doing it, Doug. You and I. It said back backward launch the way i describe it to everybody to get anyone on that ride i want to is it's a family roller coaster it's a family adventure i like it see doug you can do it we're family he looks looks like he's lying right now i don't know he's i've had a couple experiences with people that don't like roller coasters i said it's not that bad are they still talking to you or how the how to go not for a week but we're all good now (laughs) see doug you're fine you're doing it Kent, we're dragging him on it. I know you're listening. Yeah. All right. Um, where are we at here? Favorite resort. Favorite resort I've stayed at, Port Orleans, Riverside. Ooh, there you Favorite go. resort in total, it's got to be the Polynesian. Nice. nice. Favorite breakfast, and then that nighttime view on that beach all the way across at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's priceless. Literally, no money. I go there all the time and watch it with friends. Um, what about Universal? Have you checked out the resorts much there? I have not spent a, mo- a lot of time at the resorts at Universal. I did spend one night at the Portofino Bay one time, and that was really, really nice. That access to the park from the boat, instead of taking the boat and then having a little bit of walk to the parks, it's one or two minutes. Really, really, really great access, great pools there, awesome dining locations at all the resorts at Universal, but not too much experience, but I'd say the Portofino. I'm going to interrupt the lightning round to ask one more question from earlier that I forgot about. Is the Express Pass still a thing? That is one thing that's definitely not been decided. I haven't heard anything about that. Personally, I think it being eliminated would actually help everything. I don't know if it's going to be, but I have not heard anything about it. There's a lot of money involved with that, There is a lot of money involved with that. What that means in theme parks. Yeah. Money always wins? Mm. there it might just be there yep all right um on to counter service restaurant oh this is a very opinionated question for everybody let's hear your mm-hmm. both of your first ones ohana. do i get do i get that yeah we get ohana we like ohana for counter okay. service oh did i say counter yeah I, yeah Counter what am I thinking? Counter service. Oh, uh, Soli Canteen. Satuli's is... Canteen. Satuli. Why can't I talk tonight or think, Derek? What's happened to You've me? You've been wearing a mask too long it's, at work? It was a long day at work. There yes. you go. Long day at work. So what is yours then? Honestly, I would probably have to agree with you there. There Honestly, you go. Just the cheesecake. The cheesecake and then you go right over and you get one of those drinks. Uh, I don't remember the name of it right now. It's been too long and not in the park. But the one with the boba. Uh, the boba oh, yep, there. yep. That's good. <sighs> yeah, I'm starting to forget names of stuff. Oh, my gosh. This is it's been too long. So um, when we were there on that, we rope dropped Animal Kingdom the Sunday the parks closed. We went there for lunch. They just asked, which dessert do you like better? And just handed them to us because they, you know, had a freezer or refrigerator probably stocked full for another few days they were just handing out food it was magical lunch was magical there that's an amazing experience that'd have to be number one if they feed you like that yeah yeah absolutely all right now 
for wait do you have a favorite counter service at universal quick oh, serve I, yeah counter service yep. yeah quick service yeah. counter service my god adjectives verbs it's, it's nouns, okay they are. they're falling apart tonight too much hand sanitizer i'd have to just say springfield usa over there they have most tavern they had that little courtyard with uh, all those different restaurants, like Cletus's Chicken Shack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, Cletus's Chicken Shack. They have a uh, chicken and waffle sandwich hmm. with maple mayo butter, something like that. Yeah, you're you're speaking my language, man. Yum. Delicious. You need to take a couple laps around the lagoon after that, but it's awesome. I'm Amazing. gonna say three broomsticks. Oh yes, that was good. Fishing chips there and watching that new Jurassic Park roller coaster. Not confirmed. Can't say anything about that. <laughs> the mystery project. Yep. The excavation and landscaping refurbishment going on out in front of the Jurassic Park. With the, the massive the tracks yeah. going. <laughs> yes. The location where we saw a big truck with roller coaster pieces driving through the park today at Universal's Island of Adventure. Reminds me of Bay Lake Tower. Like, we're not building anything there. It's like multiple stories of structure already up in there. Nothing to the right. Look to the left. There's a lagoon. That was, yeah. They're doing, they're pulling a Disney, is what they're doing. Yes. That's a, all right. Favorite table service now Liberty Tree Tavern. I cannot explain it, but that Thanksgiving meal year-round is something that you just cannot miss. You go right onto the Haunted Mansion after it and relax. Well, you and I are going to do it together because I've been asking Doug, my wife, my family to do that with me. No one has done it. So, Justin, next time I'm there, I will treat you to a meal. I have done it on Thanksgiving. I know. So, like, I've done it here, up here. And if I do it on, like random february afternoon it's just okay it's gonna not, never live up to actual thanksgiving I, again i i ruined it all right ju- you it. and i justin we're doing it probably like Make, years yeah, from I now be, at that at this point but yes cannot miss liberty tree tavern all that meat the stuffing mashed potatoes fantastic meal inside a theme park all right what about at uh universal oh I'd love to say Mythos, but I haven't had a full meal there. It's rated the number one. It's good. I've never had it. I've heard only excellent reviews. Only location I think I know inside a theme park that has actual dishes for more than $30. It's not a buffet-style food. So definitely have to go back and try it out. Looks beautiful on the outside and inside. So I'd have to say that there. I've been there. And ironically, I thought it was overrated, but that's because <laughs> when when you put your expectations that high, I don't know. I, I don't know if it could have been beaten, no matter what they served. You also weren't sold on Rise of the Resistance, so your opinion sometimes is questionable. I'm just I gonna still think. like Rise of the Resistance, but expect, <laughs> sometimes I, I uh, yeah, your expectations get too high. Going. Yes, I am. Yeah, it happens. They do have to... an answer that says number one theme park food for seven years straight yep so it's got to be really good so there you go that's proof all right most important question we will ask you tonight favorite snack oh no it's got to be a mickey bar i don't know how that fares for you guys in your rating but mickey bars even though they go up in price every six months you need to have a mickey bar if you go to disney for the day it's my that's, favorite that's in between bar. that's the the, yeah, we're, the we're medium okay. right there we're good yeah, it's not the Mickey pretzel or the Dole Whip, so you're you're just kind of a neutral party, and we can't dock you points, so yep. you're still still alive in the game. All right, favorite Disney drink? 
Favorite Disney drink? Oh, no. See, when I ever get Dole Whip, it always melts too quickly. So I normally have my Dole Whip as my drink, but it'd probably have to be one of those variations that you can get from Aloha Isle. Okay, yeah, they can mix it up over there. Good idea. I like it. And a Disney bucket list item. Disney bucket list item. This is going to be one of the things that I actually did back in September. It was the Ride Every Challenge, in which you ride every single Disney ride in one day. I want to go ahead and do that as my bucket list for these parks that we have down here. I do not know if it's possible now with the additions of Rise of the Resistance and uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. But another bucket list item was Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, Ever since they opened it, I want to go there. Big, big wish for that over there. Pirates over there. They have Tron, which I thought was just the coolest thing. Really excited for that to be coming to Orlando. But that park just looks beautiful. I agree. Great bucket list right there. Very nice. And that concludes the lightning round. The lightning round. round. Well, Justin, take a minute right now. Find out this is your moment. You can uh, tell people where to find you, Twitter, social media, what you want. So give a shout out to where people can find where you're at. Awesome. My Twitter is going to be WDW underscore 413. And if you guys want to find me, I'm at Disney once a week. And as of right now, I'm working at Volcano Bay as a lifeguard. Over in the River Village underneath, uh, we have Hano and Ika Moana and our Slow Lazy River inside that park. So I'll be around all the time. Meet me on Twitter. Love having any conversation with anybody. And, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for inviting me today. This was an awesome time. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. So definitely Rope Droppers. Give him a follow, and he'll be posting a lot of great stuff through uh, – through his trips and uh, yeah. with the reopening stuff. So keep us up to date with all the changes that are continually happening. And hopefully Disney goes as smooth as it sounds like Universal's going. Yeah, and he had a great post today, Tuesday, about uh, Mystery Track going through the park to that unnamed construction project. So that was awesome. If you guys would like any updates on the Jurassic World coaster construction going on, over the last two days in team member previews, got tons of great pictures. So if you'd ever want to check in any check any of that out, if you guys want to go ahead and be Disney and Universal fans like myself, my Twitter is there, and I'm open at any time to go ahead and talk about anything. Thank you again, guys. There's nothing wrong with being a fan of both the. I love both nope. theme parks, and right now, like I said, I'll go to SeaWorld. I'll go to the jankety theme park down the street that might not be super safe at the moment because I want to get out of my house. Our pool, one of our pools is not opening up this summer, Doug, and it's Uh 95 out and I'm about to just go ballistic because I need to get out and swim and not be hot. I need to be at Volcano Bay right now is what I need to be. Yeah, it was hotter here than in Orlando today, Derek. I don't like that. No, no, not at all. That's when you need a Dole Whip, Volcano Bay, and maybe just air conditioning. And you know, when the, our weather is weird here in Nebraska, I like to message Joe from Back to the Mouse to harass him because he doesn't understand our weather. It's a running joke I have with him that's probably not funny. But Joe, check out Joe's page, backtothemouse.com. 
sponsor of the show. Um, tweet at him about your weather and see if he understands it. But he doesn't understand how it gets so cold and so hot in Nebraska. So there you go. Joe, from back to the mouse. All four seasons in a week. That's what we live on. And then also, if you want to book Universal or Disney or SeaWorld or anything because you're tired of being stuck at home and everything's reopening, then hit up Michelle McKnight. Her email's in the show notes and get a trip going. Uh, I'm really excited because you're making me want to go to Universal to yeah. check out all the things. So and Michelle has stayed at the Universal Resorts. First-hand knowledge. She knows where to put you, which one will work best for your situation. So it's not just something she's read about. It's something she's done. Well, we need to get on to the Patreon show with Justin. So if you want to be a part of that, you're going to have to become one of our Patreons. So look for that in the show notes as well. But before we begin, we need to get some hand sanitizer, get cleaned up, sterilize the podcasting studio because it's safety first. Am I right, Justin? That's right. Safety first, universal. So, all right, here we go. Thank you, Justin and Doug. I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. And don't forget, leave a review because we're so close to our goal.